and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of people living in Taiwan. I'm Trevor Tortomasi, and joining me in the studio today is Satoki Matsushita, an astrophysicist from Japan. Satoki is a research fellow at the Academia Sinica Institute of Astronomy and Astrophysics here in Taiwan, and has worked on international projects like the Event Horizon Telescope and the Greenland Telescope Project. It was those projects that have helped humanity take its first, and then recently, second, pictures of black holes deep in outer space. We spoke with Satoki last year at the end of 2021, but with new discoveries come new conversations. And Satoki, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to come back here, and uh, thank you for the uh, invitation. If I could, I would just talk to scientists all the time. So I'm really happy to have you back too. Okay, uh, before we get into this year's news, um, let's refresh our memories just about black holes and space in general, because there was this project called the Event Horizon Telescope. Mm -hmm. How did that work? Well, black hole, it absorbs whatever things very nearby. Even the light cannot come back. People usually think it is so black and the space is black, so cannot see. But the thing is that there are many things falling into the black hole. Then that makes the light because it's close to the black hole. It is falling in very fast and that creates the uh, heat. For example, like the uh, viscosity that when you, you know... The, rub, your, say, rub, rub your, your hands, hands together, that yeah. the heat comes up. It's like space friction. Space friction, okay. yeah, but the, uh, in the black hole so that it's very hot, okay. so that emits the light. And that's why that the black hole, if something really goes in, then that black hole will show up as a bright things surrounding dark shadow. And uh, that is so bright that the, if you have enough uh, spatial resolution, you can actually image it. So we're imaging what is what the black hole is doing to everything around it. Of course, we still can't technically see the black hole. Exactly. But this, this evidence is visual and we can see it. Yes. The problem is that the size is so small that in the past we couldn't image it technically. But 2017, radio telescope all over the world make it like the uh, whole Earth as the uh, size of the telescope. And that made it possible to actually image the black hole. That's why that the uh, 2019 M87 black hole image and this year, Sagittarius A star, the center of our galaxy, we could image it. Mm. So uh, like you told us um, in our last interview, putting these gigantic telescopes all around the world and using all of them sort of at the same time to help the whole earth act as kind of almost one lens to see something so far away. Exactly. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to see it. No, we cannot. Okay. At current technology. At current technology. In okay. the future, maybe more, you know, development comes in. Yeah, so we can maybe... see it with our cell phones and the... Yeah, uh, okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Okay, so that's the Event Horizon Telescope project was basically turning Earth into a giant telescope. Yes. Um, so that first picture was of M87, or the black hole at the center of the M87 galaxy. Yes. Um, and uh, how many telescopes were involved in taking that picture? That time, it was a... Eight telescope. Eight all over the world. Yeah, all over the world. It was two in Hawaii, one in U.S. mainland, and uh, one in Mexico, one in Spain, and two in Chile, and one in uh, South Pole. And one in Greenland? Or was that different? Greenland was not joined at that time. Ah, okay. 2017 observation, we didn't join. 2018 the Greenland Telescope also joined. And you were working at the Greenland Telescope? Uh, yes, but the, at that time, uh, Greenland Telescope is not ready yet. So I was in Hawaii actually using the uh, James Clark Maxwell Telescope, we call JCMT. And I was actually observing using the JCMT mm. at that time, yes. 
So to get into this year's news, um, scientists have managed to compile an image of Sagittarius A. Do you say Sagittarius A star? A star. Okay. So it looks like uh, when it's written down, Sagittarius A and then an asterisk. As- yes. We say Sagittarius A star. <laughs> yes. That's the black hole at the center of our own Milky Way galaxy. Yes. It's much, much, much smaller than M87. Exactly. But when you look through a telescope, correct me if I'm wrong, because of its smaller and closer and m87 is bigger but further away they kind of both look the same size exactly so so that the uh, the sagittarius star is roughly 1000 times lighter but it is 1000 times closer so it's happened to be almost the same size as the ms87 and the sagittarius star Okay, so uh, I've read that the the gas ring, uh, just for size comparison, yes. around Sagittarius A star could fit inside the orbit of Mercury, which is around 60 to 62 million kilometers. Um, how was imaging this Sagittarius A star different from imaging M87? The key here, well, I'll say difficulty here, is that M87 light particle rotating around a black hole was about a few months. But for the uh, Sagittarius star, it is few tens of minutes only. Oh, so wow, okay. when we observe, we usually observe for one whole day and integrate to make the image. M87, we can integrate, but Sagittarius star, the rotation speed is roughly a few tens of minutes so that yeah, if you integrate for whole night, it just gets blur because light rotates so fast around the black hole. Yeah, That's why M87 we show in 2019. Observation was 2017, so we took two years. And then we took three more years to show Sagittarius star because this imaging was so difficult. And you said you were actually observing our Sagittarius A star already in 2017? Almost the same day we observed together with MA7 and Sagittarius star. Okay, but just compiling that data took three more years. Three more years because of the imaging. We have to make a new imaging technique. And how did Uh, you get around that? So, um, is this something we could understand? Or? Uh, well, roughly speaking, since it's changing so fast, that, so that we make sort of average image for one day. And sometimes the strength changes, but we took the uh, average image. You didn't try to take like one thing every few 10 minutes? Or? Uh, we, we have those kind of every sort of 10 seconds of data, but it's so dim that they, we need to integrate to make it the nice image. Right. But the uh, still that the image changes with time so that if we integrate for a whole day, then the image is so blurred that yeah, we're not sure whether this is true or not. So Right. So just to make this absolutely clear, just in case anyone isn't understanding, because it took me a while to really comprehend too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just taking a picture of this thing. We're taking a million pictures, maybe a billion, I don't know, all around the world at the same time. And you have programs and AIs or? Not really AI. Well, programs to integrate from the raw data to the image. And the integration itself, the data point is something like 10 seconds. And there's many 10 seconds for uh, like 12 hours of 10 second data. And eight telescope, everything integrated together into make it one image. But for Sagittarius star, it's rotated so fast that yeah, we need to make the new technique to make the image. That took a lot of time. Of course, we're always developing a new technique. Ideally, we want to make the video mm-hmm. or movie of the how Sagittarius star developing with time. But mm-hmm. at this moment, 
Do you mean like a documentary about the imaging, or do you mean like you want to take a video of Sagittarius? Oh, A-star? video of Sagittarius. Okay, how wow. we want to make the uh, how light rotating around the black hole, like like make a movie with the, our data. Dang. Wait, well, it's is this hard to make one picture? So I guess we'll have to wait a bit. Uh, yes. Okay. It's very difficult. <laughs> um. So with this image, uh, what more? Have we learned from observing a smaller black hole rather than a, a large one? Large one. So in the past, when we only have M87 image, some people doubt is it really common picture? Oh, the black hole looked like this. But this time, we showed a different source and uh, we showed a similar image. Even the mass of the black hole is one thousand times different. Wherever mass of the black hole is one million solar mass or one billion solar mass, it looks like same which means that the physics of the uh, black hole is common, which means that uh, so far, Einstein is correct. So far, yeah. I think <laughs> so every new major scientific discovery in physics is always like, well, he's not wrong yet. Yes. Or it's, hard, it's hard to say. I don't know. So for imaging black holes, what's next? You said uh, you hopefully make videos in the future, but is there, what's the next step? Um, so several things we want to do. Of course, I cannot tell any anything. Okay, uh, that, that makes well. sense. Yeah. But what we show so far is the 2017 data set. And we already took 2018 data. Now that data includes Greenland Telescope, which is very north, mm. so that we expect image will be somewhat sharper compared to the 2017. That's mm. the first thing. So that if it's same, then that tells that the uh, the black hole doesn't change so much with time, uh, especially for the M87, it's so massive. It takes a few months to rotate mm. around so that the one-year difference maybe doesn't change much. Or if change, then what's that means? Also that the if image gets sharper, then what's a new thing we can see? Okay, so we're starting with basic pictures. We might see more details as we get the yes, more... Yes, more telescope, okay. yeah. And getting more telescopes on the Earth would still be a big enough, quote-unquote, lens to see something better. Or do we eventually have to get telescopes off of the Earth to help with the imaging? If we want to see more detail structure, there are two ways. One, go further. Or second, go to higher frequency. Currently, we observe that 2017, the image is at 220 gigahertz. Uh, the cell phone is five gigahertz. And, okay. Uh, it's I mean that's a lot of cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much higher frequency. Right. And if you go much higher, then resolution get better. But going higher frequency is cheaper than the uh, going to the space because making satellite costs a lot. Space program takes usually more than ten years from the start to the uh, real launching usually 20 years or something. It sure so seems the, like that, yeah. Yeah, so the, currently what we are pushing is to make it higher frequency, hopefully within a few years. Okay, um, I have a couple uh, more random questions. Um, what yes. is the smallest black hole that we know about? Smallest so far, what we know in our galaxy is around four or five times the mass of the sun. So we call stellar mass black hole. It's a different from like M87 or Sagittarius star, which, which we call that the supermassive black hole. So that is million solar mass or billion solar mass. But now I'm talking about a few solar mass, which is a few times the mass of the sun. And how many black holes have we observed so far in our galaxy? In our galaxy, so far we know is around 10-ish, although 
we have an image that the other data set tells that yeah, this must be the black hole. And then、um, are there any black holes that we could see from our backyard? We probably don't have a good enough. Uh, you can't see a black hole, but how you can see evidence of black holes? Well, of course, that the shadow of the black hole, no, we, you need the,、uh, the Earth sized telescope. So, but in terms of the、uh, black hole related thing, is that、uh, we call quasar or QSO.、Uh, historically, we call quasi stellar object. Okay. And、uh, in, around 1960s, astronomers found out this very bright astronomical source. It looks like a star. Uh, but turn out to be, it is really, really far away from our Earth, outside, definitely outside of the, our galaxy. But it's so bright that it outshines the、uh, galaxy itself and only the、uh, nucleus you can see. So it looks like a star from far away. Yes. But then they realize it's the,、uh, really giant. And、uh, it's so bright and so far away, so that the, the only way to explain the energy source. Of that brightness is a huge amount of material falling into the black hole.、Mm. And that one、uh, we call 3C273、mm-hmm. around the,、uh, near the Virgo. It, it is the magnitude of around 13 magnitude, which with the、uh, backyard telescope, around six inch telescope or larger, you can see it by the telescope,、so、by the backyard. Can, it's a beginner's is, black hole. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so tying this back to the island of Taiwan, what exactly do you do with Academia Sinica in Taiwan? Oh, that, that, so that, yeah, for me, I belong to the Institute of Astronomy and Astrophysics. So currently, I'm the principal investigator of the、uh, Greenland Telescope Project and also representative of、uh, Event Horizon Telescope Taiwan team. And、uh, currently, I'm really concentrated on these two things.、Mm. Well, it's busy enough. Yeah, but, I imagine so. <laughs> but before that, I, I was working for the,、uh, all the、uh, radio telescope that is currently related to this Event Horizon Telescope, like in Hawaii, in Chile. I, I live in Hawaii and Chile some years to make those telescopes happen. Now, more settled in Taiwan. Okay.、Yeah. Well, sometimes your... go to Greenland, yes. And then when you're managing a Taiwan team, how big is this team in Taiwan that is studying? Uh, scientist wise, around 10, and、uh, engineer technician wise, between 20 and 30. Okay, wow.、Yeah. The reason why Taiwan is in is that the,、uh, Taiwan has a technology.、Mm. 20 years ago,、uh, when this submit array, SMA, started, they didn't have. But the,、uh, after 20 years, they learned how to make the、uh, telescope, how to make the receivers, how to make the electronics. And now Taiwan is the one of the world leading place. That's why I'm here in Taiwan. It, this Academy Sinica Institute of Astronomy and Astrophysics is one of the、uh, world leading i n s t i t u t e for the,、awesome. uh, this radio technology. Is that thanks to a lot of the chip making manufacturing technology or just engineering in general? Engineering in general.、Okay. Yeah. So、um, they are doing a really good job. That's、yeah. fantastic. Well,、um, you recently got to talk to schools in Taiwan about your work. Well, we interviewed last year in 2020, <laughs> end of 2021.、Yes. And then you got to speak to some kids about,、uh, about science and astrophysics. Like, how did,、uh, how did that go? Actually, the one high school teacher contacted me. That the,、uh, I heard the、uh, 2021 radio program, ICRT,、okay, nice, nice. <laughs> and that she wants me to come to her 
high school and give a lecture or talk about this black hole that the, uh, at that time only M87. Right. And uh, give a presentation about one hour, one and a half hour presentation in English because my Chinese is terrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's I, not easy. <laughs> but the, uh, well, surprisingly, many high school students could understand my English. And that's okay. That that's surprise. awesome. Yeah, of course, some part that teacher helped to translate into Chinese, especially some technical words that the uh, not that common for high school kids. But still, it was doing very good. How do you feel about science education in Taiwan? From my point of view, well, education itself, I'm not really involved in, so that mm. I cannot tell. But sometimes I can see that the, uh, some high school student visiting our open house, uh, which is once every year that the Academy Sinica do, does the open house. And uh, the topic was a black hole and uh, several tens of high school students came to our institute. And uh, that part, it's good that the uh, many students are interested in. But personally, what I feel is that the, uh, when I go to the bookstore, compared to US or Japan, not much, still not much popular science book in Chinese exists. Hmm. If I go to Japan or uh, US, always there are science section and so yeah. many books aligning. But here, it's except for a really big bookstore, the science, popular science section is still pretty small, I feel. And I hope now that the uh, astronomy research in Taiwan is growing a lot so that many universities start to hire astronomers so that the, those kind of people uh, write technical astronomy book or popular science, astronomy science book, either is fine. But the, those kind of books in own language is, I think, important, especially for the uh, junior high school, high school students, or even the uh, undergrad university students to read and learn what's the current latest research in astronomy, or even the uh, whatever science. And I hope that makes changes. Yeah, I hope we can see changes there soon. I find myself thinking, what if we just hired a bunch of people who are, you know, bi bilingual English Chinese speakers to put more subtitles on all the videos and educational content that is already out there in English or in Japanese? I, it, it, you're right. It really does take bringing it into this country's language uh, for people here to truly feel connected to it and understand it. And so once we can pass that language barrier, I think the information is already out there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's wow. That's good to hear. What would you say is some good advice for someone starting out on their science astronomical journey? Well, I also told that the high school student when I give a talk. Of course, most important thing is that you have to be interested in science, and for study, then probably three things: physics, math, English. Those three. Uh, the uh, physics and math is so close together so that those two have to be connected. And English, because English is so common language for the uh, whatever world, and once you can speak English, you can access to a lot of people, videos, books. Personally, those three I suggest to learn if yeah. you want to be the uh, scientist. Bas basically, all the international conference I go is all in English. And here in Taiwan, at least for the Institute of Astronomy and Astrophysics, my institute, English is the uh, business language. Right, yeah. Yeah. I guess a, a lot of the information that we've been talking about today, you can find on the internet, you can find on educational yes. YouTube channels, etc. Um, but where can people find more info on maybe Academia Sinica or what you're doing? What we are doing, maybe the uh, Academia Sinica Institute of Astronomy and Astrophysics homepage is one good starting point. That homepage has the uh, both 
English and Chinese explanation okay. for the uh, uh, news. And uh, if more detail, the homepage of the Event Horizon Telescope itself, and of course, the, the Facebook of the Our Institute or Event Horizon Telescope, and of course, the university like uh, National Taiwan University or National Tsinghua University, they have that big astronomy uh, group, and they also provide a lot of information. So in Taiwan, those kind of research place is one of the good places. And okay. of course, huge amount of, you know, YouTube. The There's so much. And again, <laughs> so much of it is in English, guys. So yeah, yes, study yes. your English. <laughs> but some like black hole that the, I saw that the uh, within a day or something that a uh, Taiwanese guy made the uh, really good explanation of the black hole in Chinese. So okay, that that's good. Mandarin, that's what we Mandarin. need. Yeah. So that, okay, I, awesome. I think Pansai. Okay. You know what? I'll link to uh, in the podcast description and we yeah, can yeah. let people check there. Oh. That, that can be it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for inviting me again. I hope the uh, many people interested in the black hole and yeah. uh, hope we can provide you more interesting results for the uh, third, fourth, you know, whatever results. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, Satoki. Okay, thank you very much, Trevor. Uh, and thanks to you, the listener. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider following Taiwan Talk on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, even just share it with a friend. So anyway, that's it for this episode of Taiwan Talk. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.